0: She said, no, we're staying home. And so, I want to go to the word of the Lord. We're going to the Old Testament, the book of Joel. It would be considered uh, a minor prophet. And uh, in, in my humble opinion for what it's worth, uh, I'm not real, real certain. Uh, and if it says that in the Bible, I've just missed it. I'm really not sure how any of the prophets, except for their books are shorter than others are minor prophets. I mean, how can Joel, man, I mean, Joel's prophetic words are definitely not minor in my world, and uh, so I think they're all major prophets, but it's considered to be a minor prophet because it's a very short book, and uh, so we're going to read, it's a little bit of a reading, it's 21 through 27 of chapter 2, and uh, verses are not real long, let's get right into these promises. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice. For the Lord will do great things. Amen. Be not afraid, you beast of the field. For the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, and the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. Now remember, this is a prophetic word. He hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. Somebody say, that's a harvest. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. It's all right. I want to talk to us a little bit tonight about something I feel feel fresh right now for this moment, for this day, for this very hour. It'll be timely. Living in a rain delay. You ready? I want, I want to talk to you a little bit about living in a rain delay. Lord, I love you. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. You're an awesome God. You're an on-time God. You've never failed us. You've never left us. Never one time have we got out of your reach or out of your sight. I thank you for all your goodness and mercy. I ask you to bless us tonight. Let us hear your word. Let us understand it. Let us respond to it. Move us. Let us leave here better than we came. We'll give you all the praise and all the glory. We trust you for a fresh anointing. In your perfect, mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Come on, let's rejoice one more time. Come on, just give the Lord a little praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. I trust you had good prayer meeting last night. Uh, I was at Brady's graduation and uh, he only graduates K-4 once. Some children have the opportunity to do it a couple of times. He made it in one, so I figured I better get there. And uh, so it, uh, pardon us for that. We hope it was great. Amen. I've heard a lot of people ask the question, when is the Lord going to return? When is the Lord going to return? Has anybody ever heard anybody ask that question? In in virtually any Anybody, even unbelievers, they'll use it as a uh, a challenge because it's been being preached for so long, and the end times prophesied almost from the very beginning of time. Just a little ways into the Bible, the the times and uh, prophetic utterances of the times that we now live began to be uh, uttered and written, recorded, and so people will say, "Well, when's he coming?" And then when the saints of God get together, they'll say, when's he coming? And then people that are in trouble, they'll say, when's he coming? When is the Lord going to come? When is the Lord going to return? And we know what the Bible says about that when we ask that question. The Bible says, no man, no man, that's humankind, that means no woman either. No man knows the day or the hour. But there is one translation, and even our regular King James Version, says that we would know or recognize or see the season coming. We would know that close was the time. What is close in 6,000 years of history? I don't know. What is close in 2,000 years of New Testament history. I don't know. But I want to do my best tonight to give you an idea and opinion and back some of it with facts and truths straight from the Bible. And I want to give you my best opinion of the answer to that question. And I believe before there's an answer, I'll give you the reason. I believe we're living in a rain delay. Oh, this is going to be fun out here. Uh, I, I believe that the only thing really keeping the Lord from his return. Now, there are some revelation scholars. There are some people in here that have read books and you followed people. I followed some people too, and they changed their mind. I mean, it's just that simple. The books were written. We all followed along and fell right in line. This is how it was going to happen. I mean, uh, in 1988, I I was just a 18 year old boy that year. in, in 1988, and uh, I remember uh, getting the snuff scared out of me, literally, out of my out of my mouth. 88 reasons the Lord could come in 88. And a guy took that book, and he preached it all over the world. And more people came to Christ. That's how it's reported. More people came to Christ during that time than any other time in the history of the New Testament, according to some folks. Across our nation, across the world, It was it, nothing had ever been seen like that. Well, as soon as it turned 89, I went back to snuff. You know, I'm just, just being square with you and and then the next guy came and there's no way even the Bible could not predict, could not possibly give us an out. Every computer in the world would crash at midnight of nineteen ninety nine. Little five foot five hundred and thirty five pound rock and roll pop artist named Prince said he's going to party like it's 1999. And you find out the reason he said that is because he believed that the end of the world would not survive the turning of the clock. It's always interesting to me when people talk about that because it's already tomorrow somewhere. So I, we better pray a couple days ahead of time because uh, we don't know which clock the Lord's watching. But it's just a fact. There's always been a reason. It, it, it's this is going to happen, and and you know uh, I I don't agree with all the all the ignorance and 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 a lot of the stuff that's that's happened over the last few years. But there's been so many statements made about war and and uh, and, and this war is coming. That war is coming, and and everybody's been saying. I say everybody. That's that's a general general term. People have been saying. We'll put it. That uh, this war in Ukraine between them and uh, Mother Russia, they will uh, this will just uh, just devolve into the end of mankind. That all they're doing is waiting on one or two people to get involved, the right nation to stick its head in their business, and the nuclear war is going to begin. And the Bible's two thirds of the earth is going to be destroyed by fire. Says it. Says it. And this is it. It's about to happen. Get ready. Europe's in it. The United States is in it. The West is in it. Asia's backing it. Here it comes. I don't have any proof for that. But I'll say it's possible. I've heard them say, well, when the Temple Mount is destroyed, you better start a revival that never ends. You better have church every night because then it's any time. Well, they've been firing rockets all around the Temple Mount. People's been taking over it and been, been writing graffitis and, and mistreating it. And, and the Temple Mount now is, is, is a and there's people saying, it's about to happen, and it may. It may happen today. There's people that have always put a stipulation on God. This has to happen. There's no way. Uh, We have to be in tribulation. Well, we live in the West Society. We live uh, in a world right now. I could take you to some places, and you could take me to some places that's been in tribulation a lot longer than seven years. We can't think with our little Western mind, our 401k and, and government uh, assistance and, and, and on and on, and insurance and, and retirement. And in our little world, one of the youngest nations that, that don't have much of a place in history, many believe it's there, but there's not much there. How can we set the whole world on America's agenda? I mean, there's just a lot of things to consider. Jews have been in tribulation for. For a century. What is tribulation? Well, I don't know, but surely it's fixing to happen because all the fertilizer comes from Ukraine and Russia, There's fixing to be a great food shortage, and people are going to go crazy. They're going to start fighting. It's going to turn into the one world order, and the trumpet's going to sound. Well, it might, but it might not. I'm going to give you my opinion. I think the Lord can come when he wants to. I think he's got all by himself. He don't need Vladimir Putin. He don't need Joe Biden. He don't need Xi Jing. He don't need the Taliban. He don't need. He, he can come all by himself whenever he gets ready. Well, we're all right, but I believe that we're in a rain delay. I think it's as simple as that. Uh, a group, I've mentioned them before, a uh, group called Steely Dan. Anybody ever know Steely Dan? They were just kind of a laid back, just a little. Uh, they didn't do many good things, but they had one, one, one or two good hits. and uh, The best one was The Forecast Calls for Rain. Anybody remember that song? It was just kind of a smooth, bluesy, slow, easy-listening type song. And according to... The book of Joel, the forecast calls for rain. It, it is, uh, it's got to happen. Rain interferes with a lot of things, always has. And I wrote a few things down. I've, I've written some down before, but there's a lot of things happen between now and then. But I want to tell you that for 53 consecutive years, the Daytona 500 started on the exact day, the exact minute, and the exact second it was supposed to start. Hear that? For 53 years. Until 2012. And it came the biggest rain in Daytona Beach, Florida, in the history of the race, and the race had to be held off until the rain cleared. It was a rain delay. On October the 26th, 2011, Game 6, the World Series, St. Louis Cardinals and New York Mets was pushed back because of a rain delay. One of the greatest watched and uh, involved sports in the world was pushed back because of a rain la- delay. George Washington became president on April 30th of 1789. His first inaugural speech had to be delayed for several hours due to bad weather. And then finally, they put him in a a little temporary uh, portico, and, and it was just built for him very quickly to stand under because of the rain. There's a lot of things that's been delayed by rain. The U.S. Open tennis matches, I checked to see. They've been delayed by rain. The Masters Golf Tournament's been delayed by rain. I know that for a fact. Every major airline company has delayed flights. If they fly, they've had to delay because of rain. It's that simple. Brother Beckham, have you ever had to delay because of rain? There's a a pilot. Every. It was pretty interesting. One of the things that I found was both World War I and World War II. Some of the bloodiest battles in the history of those wars were delayed by rain, and it almost seemed to be a mutual agreement. This is crazy. We're just going to wait until it stops, and then we'll get back to killing each other. It's a fact. It happened. Go, go, go look at it. Go read the history about it. Cape Canaveral is set on delay with billions of dollars. We, we've been blessed a, a time or two. Well, I, was, I was able, uh, Missy and I and the girls were able to see a couple of takeoffs from Florida, and then sadly I saw the reentry out over Louisiana that disintegrated into millions of pieces. I watched that happen, not on television, live, on the highway, standing watching the reentry and pieces fall for several minutes. Cape Canaveral is set on delay with billions of dollars invested in men uh, in, in unmanned and manned shuttles going into outer space because of rain. You'd, you'd think that the power of one of those rockets that can go through the through the through the world and out of the world and through the stratosphere and ionosphere and on out into the unknowns, one travel over a billion miles to Mars, took two years to get there. But rain could stop it. It's interesting. From the smallest to the largest of construction projects, I noticed today these houses right here on the corner. Wasn't a brick laid today. There's water standing all around these houses. I come by here sometimes several times a day and I always look. They didn't lay no brick there today. I'll tell you why. All right. Rivers have stood still in the past, even began to flow in the wrong direction because of rain. My wife was raised in a place on the Ouachita River in Louisiana that comes up to a place called Dry Lake. That sounds like an oxymoron, but anyway, it's called Dry Lake. I've never seen it dry. But the fact is, at their house... The river ran backwards one year and they called it backwater. The headwaters got so great at the Gulf of Mexico that the Mississippi began to flow backwards. And then all the rivers that come into it began to flow backwards and it started flooding out all of these areas from the 100-year flood zone. It happened. It's heavy rains. All professional sports, indoors even, have been canceled or delayed because of travel conditions affected by rain. Last year, I, I, I coordinated. Brother Kevin Passens helped me. We worked together for district-wide men's ministry to, to get a golf tournament together. We had it scheduled for the early part of May, and we were ready and, and so excited, it was a full tournament. It was going to be quite the deal. And guess what happened? It rained. So it was September, but the game ended up being played. Baseball, softball, we get it, don't we? We don't have to say much more. Joel is prophesying about two times, and I'm going to prove this to you in just a few moments, but he's prophesying of the first time the Spirit of the Lord will fall. He speaks to the book of Acts. He speaks as though he's speaking directly to Peter and to uh, the apostles and to the time and day and just just post resurrection of Jesus Christ. It it you you can see it now. You can read it now. Then you couldn't read it. But I want to prove this to you. He's not just pre- preaching and teaching and talking and in a prophetic utterance to them over that one time. But it's a couple of times. He's prophesied about the first time the Spirit will fall, and then he speaks again along this same reading about the second time the Spirit of the Lord is gonna fall. Let me show you what happens the first time during the message, before people ask in Acts two and verse thirty seven, What do we do to be saved? Here's part of the message that Peter is preaching to the people. Acts two, verse thirteen through eighteen. Others mocking said these men are full of new wine but Peter standing up with the eleven lifted up his voice and said unto them you men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem be this known unto you and hearken to my words for these are not drunken as ye suppose seeing it's but the third hour of the day but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel And it came to pass, in the last days, saith God, now he's telling Him what he said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So this is how Peter responds at the Day of Pentecost when people come falling out from the second floor, maybe tumbling down the stairs. I don't know how it happened, but they fell out into the streets. and And I mentioned it in a, in a service recently. And uh, Galileans weren't very very smart people by nature. They were fishermen. They weren't uh, historically real educated people. and And so all of a sudden, when the Spirit of the Lord hits all these people, and they're all speaking in this different language, and and people from other parts of the world could interpret the language of God some folks don't even realize that the first time the spirit of the Lord filled humanity and a man spoke with tongues it was interpreted they could understand it they could understand it and they interpreted it and said how is it that these Galileans know my language from all across the world that's the way God does things And then from there, we go on to learn a whole lot about that. But I want to just say, here's how he responds to them. He says, no, they're not drunk. This is is what Joel said was going to happen. See, he had something to fall back on on the day of Pentecost. But there's there's a key phrase in this that that is so important. He says the words, in those days, he will pour out of. You hear that? He will pour out of his spirit. And so it ends right here. It stops. He, he talks about those days. And, and so that's exactly what happens. Then when it comes uh, the day of Pentecost and the spirit of the Lord falls, uh, Peter's standing up anointed. He says, hey, he, he, this is what Joel said is going to happen. He's going to pour out of himself, and there's going to be a rain come, and people are going to be filled. Anybody that wants it's going to be filled, it's going to happen. That is a prophetic utterance to the first outpouring of the Holy Ghost. There it is, right there. Then when you get to 28, watch this. It's just the very next verse, but Joel talks about another time. He says, and it shall come to pass afterward. After what? After that first pouring out of. After that that first thing happens, after that first time, after that first rain, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Anybody see any difference there? In the beginning, he said, I'm going to pour out of my spirit. In that second pouring, he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Oh, watch this. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days I will pour out my spirit. There's a big difference in pouring out of and pouring out. Why is it that there would be a difference made here? Because there's two different times being spoken of. There's the first rain that would come, and there's the second rain that would come. Except the second rain would come, the first rains would still be falling. Watch, watch. So we see Peter. We see Pentecost. We see that beautiful day happen when when the book of Joel comes to pass for the first outpouring of humanity. It's a pouring out of that's happening. Watch this. There's a survey out there that tells us in in, in modern-day meteorology that that if if there's a call that's uh, that's over 50% chance of rain, 45% of the time it's wrong. (laughs) If you look at a seven-day forecast and they say on this day there's a 50% chance of rain, 45% of the time it's wrong. But I want to tell you something. The Lord is not making any mistakes here. And I want to tell you that there is a timeless prophecy that part of it has already been fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. And Peter pointed it out very clearly. But there's a second half to that prophecy that we have yet to see. Watch this. I know this right here. The bishop said something about living in a dark world, and we'd absolutely live in a dark world. We live in a terrible time. We live in a time where people have absolutely lost their mind, and and, and they've gone crazy. They really have. Some things are coming to our shores that we've only been able to see in other places. We've only heard about those. They've only come on the screen to see, and and you can't imagine these things happening in the United States. But there's some things in the last couple, of days that have happened that have rocked our world as we know it that the rest of the world don't even care about. But it's our turn. It's been our turn now for a little while. And we have entered into a new time where there is no respect for any authority at all. There's no respect for God. There's no respect for the church. There's no respect for the house of God. There's no respect for law enforcement. There's no, there's no respect for anybody. People do what they want to do, and they know if there's any consequence at all, they'll take care of it, and it'll be minor. Why is it that the Lord is allowing these things to happen? Because the Lord promised us that everybody that wanted an opportunity to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost would have that chance. I don't believe he's waiting on a temple mount. I don't believe he's waiting on Zelensky or Putin or Z or Biden or whoever else. Somebody's name might get thrown out there. We're in a rain delay. He's waiting, and he's pouring his spirit out on the entire world and giving us an opportunity in this rain delay to be saved. I don't mean the rain itself's delayed. We are delayed by the rain. Watch this right here. I didn't think I would ever hear this or see this again. I was so baffled. I was so honored. I was so proud to be a minister and to be a pastor. I was invited today. I went to a room, and I sat with our mayor, and I sat with some judges, and I sat with the city council members and some school board members and and, and the president of the school board and sat down in a meeting today. And for the first time ever in a public school setting that I've ever heard this since I was just a child, a woman got up and literally Tears came to her eyes, and she began to weep standing behind the podium. And she said, y'all know there's a lot of things we can't do because it's the law. There's a lot of things that can't happen in the public school district. But I am begging you as a pastor and as a minister to start spending some time on our campuses. If we've ever needed God, we need God back in our schools today. Somebody hear me right now. I was humbled by the idea with people in high office and elected officials that can say the word and get it done. The The, the, the pull was not for public official. It was not for an elected official. It was not for a Republican. It was not for a Democrat. It was not for a white man, a black man, a brown man, a yellow man. It was for a godly man to show up on campus and bring the Seth Y'all aren't hearing me. I'm telling you that we're in a rain delay. The rain is about to fall, and it's going to hit this world. We're recognizing it, even in our small blessed-natured country, that if we ever needed God, we need him now. I sat for almost two hours. And listened. I want to tell you what's happened. A couple of weeks ago, North Forney High School had a melee. Kids were injured. Several were arrested. Security guard was injured with a head injury. Uh, school police were in trouble. It wasn't nothing but pure ignorance and stupidity. I don't care who, whose fault it was. It's showing exactly what's happening. That wasn't big enough or bad enough. So somebody decided early this week or at the end of last week, they would just replicated in Crandall but make it a little worse. In three weeks in our high schools, in this surrounding area, dozens of our children have either been detained or arrested, some still in jail on felony charges. You know what I like about that, though? Woo, This puts a little something inside me. Because all of a sudden, we realize... It don't matter who's in charge. In the end of time, hell is unleashing all it has. And it's not just coming to homes. It's not just coming to marriages. Somebody said, well, if they had a daddy at home. No, don't kid yourself. The enemy will get in the mind and heart of children and have perfect parents as this is. That go to church, even spirit-filled people. It doesn't matter if a child can be taken over the enemy will take over that child and create something and bring a problem. But I want to tell you what I like with a tear in their eye and a quiver in their voice. They said we don't need what we need is a man of God to come and talk to these children and be a bridge from eternity to the schoolhouse to the church house, from the spirit to the flesh. They don't need another whipping. They don't need another detention. They don't need another prison tent. They don't need another the gang fight they need the people of God it's why the Bible said he pities the ones who give suck to their children what's he saying those newborn babies born in the end of time he said I worry about that it breaks my heart what they're gonna have to go through we're seeing it we're hearing it we're feeling it but the world is making a turn Oh, yeah, it's dark. It's bad. But I want to tell you something. There's a grassroots movement. Y'all didn't hear what I said. We're in a rain delay. It's fixing to be that first rain and that second rain. It's the only thing delaying the second coming of the Lord. And I feel the waves of a surge from rivers flowing backwards and when. Somebody needs to hear me right now. We're living in a rain delay and the spirit of the Lord is fixing to change our world. Somebody ought to praise him right now if you believe it. Somebody needs to listen to what I'm telling you right now. You're waiting on missiles to fall. I'm waiting on the Holy Ghost to fall. You're waiting on the heat to come. I'm waiting on the rain to come. You're looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus Christ. You're looking for the grave. I'm looking for the grave to open. Jesus Christ is starting to rain right now. It's the only delay we've ever had. He cannot lie. If you want the Holy Ghost, you can have it. There's no excuse. Your husband's not too mean. Your wife is not too ornery. Your children not too bad. You didn't come from the wrong place in town. You don't need a pedigree if you want it. We're living in a rain delay, not a war delay. Not a hate delay, not race riot delays, not political delays. We're in a rain delay. He said, I'm going to keep my word. There's going to be a flood in the last day. See, I can take this bottle and I can pour a little out of it and that means there's a lot left. But when I come to that second passage, he says he's going to pour it out. That means none's left. The grace dispensation is over. The Holy Ghost, there's no more to pull out. The whole eternity has begun. Somebody needs to hear me right now. If you ever had some piddly excuse to be lost... You better get rid of it. There's a lot of good excuses, but there ain't one good reason to go to hell. Well, somebody done me wrong. I'll tell you what you ought to do. You ought to forgive them. You ought to move on past it. Well, I don't like this and I don't like that. Well, they probably don't like you either. But ain't neither one of you going to heaven till you get over yourself repent of your sins, get filled with a baptism of the Holy Ghost and worship God because he's God, not because he pleases your agenda. I'm gonna mess around here and shout. Somebody needs to hear me. I believe we're in a rain delay, but it's starting to sprinkle as sure as I'm standing here. A second rain is about to join the Acts 2 rain. I battled with this, and I struggled with this all evening. I said, "Come on, Lord, come on, come on, something, 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 something. I was still looking for confirmation. I thought I felt it, and it was like it was stolen. A phone call came and something happened that seemed different. It changed my my perspective, not on the word on the on the evening or what I was feeling. Then another, then a text and then another. And I got to church and there's a couple of issues. And I'm sitting in the truck. I'm saying, God, I just need a, I just need a little confirmation. My wife probably still ain't gonna know to this minute why I said it, but all of a sudden. Something hit me. It went boom. One big old raindrop alone hit my windshield right in front of my face. And that spirit that I felt while I was studying and praying said, boy, the rain's already started. All you got to do is get ready for the flood. You got to start discipling people, teaching people how to teach people, loving people into loving people, understanding people into understanding people, helping people into helping people. All we're waiting on is a rain delay. And when that happens, I want you to know that there's gonna be one distinct sound from a trumpet that's gonna happen in the eastern sky. The skies are gonna split and the dead are gonna rise and then those of us, some of you that wanna go to heaven, I wish you'd just at least get off the pew for just a few moments and just say, Lord, I wanna be ready. I wanna be ready. I wanna see the rain, I wanna feel the rain, I wanna know the rain. I wanna tell this church my best guesstimate, it's not a day, it's not a week, it's not a year, it's a moment as soon as the clouds burst open and the rains of the promise come. That's why I call it the last day because that would be the last day. Come on, I wish some of you just worship, worshiped. Beckham. Come on, I don't know how long it's been, but I'm done as good as I'm going to be. I wish some of you just start worshiping him right now. I want to tell you something. There's some things. I, I was talking to a man the other day that I love and appreciate, and he said, you know, there's, there's, there's always some things I don't like about the church. You know what? I try to help organize everything that goes on around here, and you know, I, there's things I don't like, and I helped organize them. Well, then, why did you help organize them? Because I know how to feed some people that don't think like me. If I was in it for me and everything organized was about me, 90% of you wouldn't be here. It's true, it'd be too hard, it'd be too rich, it'd be too raw. But I want to tell you something. Here's the fact, it's not my church, it's his church. We do things the, the way we do them because we need the people to be blessed that are blessed by those things. Well, how come this, how come that? How come? There's a reason for everything. Let me ask you this. How come you can't just forget about the how comes and start thinking about the who is? I tell you what, I I wish, here's what I wish. I just wish the Lord would bring understanding as soon as we commit to the rain. He'll bring answers as soon as we commit to the rain. See, some of us are mature enough that we can work around things that we don't like we don't really appreciate or even understand. Other people, it's got to be just that way to make it. I'm going to tell you something, if you're one of those people and you're looking for a A perfect church, you better reserve the closest seat to the edge of hell because you'll never find a perfect church. It was perfect until men and women got involved. It was perfect till I got here. It was perfect till you got here. This one won't be perfect. That one won't be perfect. That one won't be perfect. And you won't find. But I'll tell you what you better find. You better find one where there's enough truth being preached to where you can rejoice in the Holy Ghost, that you can expect that your sons and daughters and grandchildren can be saved. All we're waiting on. It's the rain. I'm ready, Sister Beckham, you are. We're just in a rain delay. Watch, watch, watch. Some of us, we better understand right now, when the rain starts, there's not going to be two trumpets. It's not going to blow at my house to give me the reminder first. I better get ready at that first drop. No, I'm going to wait till it starts pouring to get my umbrella out. That makes a lot of sense. You better have it ready. And at the first drop, somebody needs to hear me right now. I'm preaching to somebody, one or two people maybe. Maybe you've been struggling real bad. Maybe it's been a tough time. Maybe you're a saint of God that's just trying to figure it out. Maybe the enemy has started scrambling your mind with some things. I'm going to tell you something. It's too late to be scrambled. It's too late. I want you to hear me. The rain. Never before in my life. Never before in my life. And I've lived through some wars. And lived through some seasons of bad times and, and, and the economic downfall in our nation and uh, uh, all kinds of upheaval and, and, and crooked stuff going on from, from the White House to the Doghouse. We've lived through it. Many of you more than a lot, but we've said, "Oh, this is it. This is it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen." It's gonna. Folks, I don't, I don't want to disappoint anybody. I, I, don't, I don't want you to think less of me. But, but at this moment, I got to just give you the truth. If we think for one minute, for one nanosecond that the Lord is waiting to give the order to the angel on an American politician. Let's put this thing in perspective now. We're waiting on this to... So all that time, I can hear the voice of the Lord right now saying, where were you when I made all this? Where were you when I created? Where were you when I breathed the breath into the first man, Adam? There wasn't kings and queens and governments. He made all this by himself. I want you to hear me. Just hear this one thing. The Temple Mount may fall. There may be nuclear war. Two-thirds of the earth may burn up. The Bible says it. Some folks say it's going to happen before the tribulation, and that's going to be the beginning. Some say it's going to be after the tribulation. That's going to be in. Some say it's going to be in the middle of the tribulation. I've read all kinds of things, and and I agree with a little bit of all ideology, really. It all makes a little sense. Well, Pastor, are you pre-tribulation? Are you mid-tribulation? Whose tribulation are we talking about? We're talking about the Jewish people? We're talking about the people in South America? we talking about the people in parts of Africa that are eating each other after they die? What are we talking about? Where are we talking about? We're talking about the tribes that never heard of a cell phone or a television or an automobile. Whose tribulation are you hanging your soul's hat on? That's for the people who say tribulation's got to come first. You would never prove to me that it hadn't come. Then you couldn't surely prove to me that it hadn't. We ain't in the middle of it. If you're a mid-tribulation type person, I'm going to tell you this: the Lord don't have to wait on anything. I've heard people say, "Oh, he," but this has to happen. This has. You're not going to be able to show me one thing in Scripture that has to happen for the Lord to tell the angel blow the trumpet some don't agree with that but nobody agreed that a thief on the cross could be saved without the altar or the Holy Ghost either but he was we better let God be God and we better get our souls ready hey I want the singers to come and I'm going to just tell you something hear me right now He said, in the last day, I'm going to pour out my spirit. I went back today to look, to see, to make sure. It has two different words and two different meanings. One's a pour out of. That's from Acts to the last day. And pour out has a whole different meaning. That means to empty or to relinquish everything inside. The last day spirit fallen at the same time as the 50th day spirit, where everybody was filled, where there wasn't any pride, and there wasn't the good ones and the bad ones and the big ones and the little ones and the smart ones and the ignorant ones, and these and those. He said, for who? Who? So ever will, let him come and ask. If he thirsts, I'll give him drink and he'll never thirst again. If he hungers, I'll give him bread and he'll never hunger again. As they began to sing, here's my question for you right now Are you going to wait till the rain starts and take a chance? Are you going to say, Lord, right now, while this world is dark and dry and there's division and there's fighting and there's feuding and there's hatred, are you going to walk onto the altar and just say, Lord, I don't really know what all I'm supposed to do, what I'm what all I'm supposed to pick up and put down, but I want you to know I'm willing and I'm ready and you're able. I wish every saint of God that wants to be ready had come to the altar. I wish every person that's a self-proclaimed sinner or every person that don't even know where you fit, you're really, really doing some soul searching. I wish you'd just come to the altar and say, God, here I am. Thank you for the rain delay. Pour it on me. Pour it on me. The last day church living in a rain delay.